Volume 5, Issue Whatever. We are back to the way things should be. No spiky hair starting the show today. It's the real host. It's me, Josh Ellis. Joined by, of course, Nate Newton. And here he is, Shannon Gross, kicking Kurt Daniels out of the room, or at least over to share a microphone with Nate. There's no no waiting today because we have a special guest. I said I'm going to come get you. Where were you? You said you was coming to give me at 1230. I was in the locker room. I was in the lunchroom still. Oh, oh hold on. Twelve twenty-seven. Twelve twenty-seven. See what happened? Josh just slid right back in. This is not the way the show works, Josh. You're no longer the host. I know you feel like you are. So we got an email this morning from Shannon. Right. And it, right. Sa- it says, "Hey, Darren, how you doing?" It says, "We're having Darren McFadden hey, push on the his show." Mic up closer. Push McFadden's mic up closer to him. There we go. He there can we hear you. He can hear you, Douglas. We got an email this morning that says, "We're having Darren McFadden on the show. We really liked having players during training camp and." And uh, let's be careful not to offend them. Let's yeah. we, we'll we'll ask a couple football questions, but we want to keep yep. these relationships up. So we do. So just be careful with them. And here you come in here throwing arrows <laughs> at our first guest, Darren McFadden. Well, that's a different kind of trust. And and by the way, I know who you were aiming that at in the, in, in the you, email. You're afraid of what I'm going to what I'm going to ask the players. So I, I want to start out with a with a fire hot question for Darren. Okay. How you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. <laughs> Sitting around eating my lunch. Shannon says he's coming to get me at 1230, 1227 here. I figured I should make way over here. He's <laughs> usually late I didn't, wanna, he's going. I didn't want to invade your lunch space. That's like your personal area. <laughs> at least one of us is responsible around here. Darren, actually. Right. <laughs> yep. Darren, man, I love that, man. Yes, That's sir. That's how we used to do when I played. Hang on. Nate needs some volume over here. I don't here. think Nate's mic is quite worked up. Football players, uh, they're they're built to work on schedules. Yes. And absolutely. and what is the Tom Coughlin thing? If you're not five minutes early, you're late. late. That's yes. my motto also. Yeah, I try to get here on time. Well, next time I'll know. Sorry, Darren. <laughs> All right, Nate, try it out now. That's the Joe Avizano way. Is that there? No. No, not quite. We got static, but that's it. I'm, that's the Joe Avizano way. You know, we believe in that too, man. Yeah. We, we started our meetings anywhere from t- – special team, especially our special teams mean. Now, that can start ten minutes early, but always our – individual meeting with the head coach was always five minutes early. We always started like that. So I'm with you, McFadden, on this one here, partner. I got the role with the player. <laughs> but I was waiting for him in the locker room. I was where I was supposed to be. Okay. okay we're over it. We're over okay. it. We, we don't have nearly as much sway around here as no. the head coach or we don't. Right. special teams coach or, you know. Let's go with the football questions. I'm going to give you all the football questions. I'm going to ask the easy ones. Okay. Go. So – <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I can tell. <laughs> Big game on Saturday. You were rolling. You had the the Crown Vic gassed up. What um, people? Anytime you only get to play two series, people are gonna like look at one thing more than any other thing. So you had like three carries of double digit yards right in a row. Offense is rolling. You did fumble. What happened on the fumble? You know, for me, um, that's something I take a lot of pride in is holding on to the ball and protecting the ball. Just um. I wasn't securing it like I should have been, man. Um, he gathered that loose on me, and I took a hit, and, you know, it popped out. But, uh, you know, I was ready to turn into a defender after that. But luckily, um, he was already on the ground. And to your defense, I was right – I was down there. 
it was a good hit. Like it wasn't. He didn't just you bump you. No, he did. He, he got you. So it was. I, I, hey, I, I see how that could come loose. Better now than next month. You, oh yeah, that's what I say, man. Um, like I said, I take a lot of pride in protecting the ball, and um, that's that's something you definitely won't see that very often at all. What it feel like? Um, you know, you didn't. Uh, of course, there was the weird thing with the pup list or whatever last year, and and so now you're you're looking at. Uh, for the foreseeable future, you're you're the the bell cow here. You're going to be the lead back. What did it feel like to be behind that offensive line in a game situation and seeing seeing all those holes develop and knowing what you've got ahead of you? You know, just being out there behind those guys, man. Um, I know they take a lot of pride in what they do up front, and that's something I love about them. They work hard. Um, a lot of people just see them out there in game on game days, but I'm around them every day, and I I see that the way that they work in the weight room, the way that they work on the field. You know, I love it, and um. Anytime you get a chance to run behind those guys, it's just a great opportunity. Now, Nate, you've been watching a lot of film. Yes, I have. What'd you see? What'd you see Saturday? I, I saw a very explosive guy, man. Uh, and I just told him when he walked in the room, I'm like, "Wow, man, he looking like the young Arkansas <laughs> Razorback." I mean, physically, man, you look you look smooth, you look good. I mean, you was running. I mean, I saw you literally running behind your pads, and normally you kind of got your smooth up right there, but this game here, it seemed like you got behind your pads a little bit better. No, I've been feeling great all, all season. You know, I missed a lot of those games last year dealing with the elbow injury, so, um, you know, my body didn't take much of a punishment last year, and um, I went to the offseason healthy. I stayed healthy all offseason, and, you know, I'm just ready to um, come in here and just pick up the um, slack when Zeke is leaving right now. People always say about running backs that, you know, the age of 28 is is kind of uh, a, a real line of demarcation in their careers. They don't they don't they don't seem to get better because they've taken so much punishment. But having f basically a whole year off last year, I mean, can you, can you just tell us more about just how fresh your legs feel com compared to, you know, having played full seasons before and and having you know. It, it had really – I don't know how many carries you got last year. It couldn't have been more than 30 or 40. At all, yeah. It wasn't many at all. But, um, you know, a lot of people say uh, the fresh legs and stuff. But, you know, you're going through training camp, so you're going to deal with uh, leg fatigue and things. But, you know, the older I get in my career, man, uh, the more I learn to take care of in my body. I know it's something that a lot of old players say now. Like, uh, I wish I would have knew uh, my rookie second year what I know now about taking care of my body and just eating healthy. But, you know, those things really come into play, especially at an older age. And – you know, for me, um, I don't feel like I've lost a step at all. I feel like I'm able to go out there and still carry the load. So you had some some nice striped bass for lunch. You are <laughs> you are eating healthy, a little zucchini. What uh, what else do you do to take care of your body now? You know, um, like I say, eating healthy, man. Cold tub, hot tub. You know, um, that's something I've always done. The cold tub, and you know, just try to stay on top of it. But I'm in it every day, if not two or three times a day now, and I feel like that's something that that helps my legs recover the most. And you know, just trying to get the right rest. I don't go out and hang out all night or anything like that anymore. And you know, just uh, you're a run. If you're a young running back, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, <laughs> my younger days, I felt like I could. But like I said, if I knew now, until you learn, I knew that then. What I know now, um, I definitely wouldn't have been doing it then. <laughs> How old are you now, Darren? I'm 29. I'll be 30 on the 27th. All right. So tell everybody. We kind of know your story. Tell everybody where where you grew up, where you went to high school getting recruited out of high school, why you picked Arkansas, and then getting in the league, and how'd you wind up here? Born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. I went to Oak Grove High School, which is in North Little Rock, just right across the water from where I grew up. Then, uh, you know, I came out, I was a top recruit coming out, but um, for me it was hands down going to University of Arkansas, so I didn't even take a visit anywhere else or didn't entertain any other offers or anything. I knew where I wanted to go. I committed a junior in high school, so that way I, I could play my senior year and not have to worry about all the recruiting. Uh, came out 20, 
2008 uh, first round draft pick and played in Oakland for seven years and you know I've been here since 2015. Yeah, what's the biggest difference between Oakland and, and Dallas? No, besides the the 110 degree heat in the, in the summer. You know, um, it's it's just a different environment, man. You know, in Oakland we were kind of on a down sled back then, and um, you know they definitely came around now, but it's just a different environment to. The winning atmosphere here, you know, and it's something that you love about it. So uh, it makes it a joy to come to work every day. Yeah. Kurt, are you going to ask a question? <laughs> no, it's hard to. Whole show? <laughs> Jump in there, man. Let's go. Now, I, I, reading some of your history, I mean, you grew up in a tough, tough neighborhood. It sounds like you had family members, that, friends, ran gangs, that sort of thing. How did you manage to stay away from all that and get out of that situation? You know, I always tell people, for me growing up, um, I didn't know exactly what I, what I wanted to do, but I knew what I didn't want to do from growing up around uh, gang violence and drugs and things. I knew that was something that, uh, you know, I didn't want to go and take that same path. And, you know, look, for me, I was uh, blessed with the talent to play football, you know, and I took the opportunity and ran with it. Is that something you can still keep in touch going back? You know, um, you can keep in touch, but you have to keep in touch from afar. So it's just one of those things, man. Um, you know, I, I still have good friends that I talk to that I grew up in my neighborhood and stuff. You know, I, I would never not talk to them anything. They've been some of my best buddies growing up since we were five and six years old. So I'm always going to talk to them and stuff. But, you know, um, we're just at different points in life right now. How often do you go back? Uh, I try to get back as much as I can in the season because you know, my, my kids actually still live in Arkansas. They don't live here in Texas with me. So anytime I can get back there, um, now my family lives there. So yeah, it's always a joy to be able to get back and visit them. So how do you spend your nights then? I mean, since you don't do the, the you know, the, the, that nightlife and you eating better, when you, what, 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 how do you do a nightlife then? What's your, what is your nightlife? For me, man, I'm, I'm pretty boring, man. Uh, right. They they always said I I can remember hearing people when I was um, growing up and stuff and um, early in my years in the NFL they would say being bored is actually a good thing and yes you know I definitely understand that now because um, you know going to hanging out yeah it's fun to do at the time you're doing it but you know uh, with the, the the strain and the stress it put on your body is not so much fun so. Video games, reading books, just music. make something up, man. Yeah, people want to know. Saying. People want to be like, ah, yeah, right. he's living the life. What do you <laughs> music? Then? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much a big chill guy, man. I watch a lot of Animal Planet, Discovery Channel. Uh, My yeah. guy. And did you watch Shark Week at a training camp? Yeah, I did. I watched a lot of Shark Week during training camp, and um, you know, for me, um, I guess uh, I feel like I've been ran the street so much as far as hanging out and partying as right. at a younger age that. To me, it doesn't bother me to sit at home and not do anything all day. I'm with you on that, bro. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Do you watch any other shows? You into Game of Thrones or Walking Dead or any of that? I hadn't gotten to Game of Thrones. Everybody oh. tells me about it, man. But you got to get I'm on. So, I'm so far behind right now. If it I doesn't matter. Two weeks just to try and catch up. No, it'll take you like two months. <laughs> do it. So I, I hadn't caught up with it, but um, I've definitely heard a lot about it. That'll be a good two months. <laughs> so today, going into practice, man. Uh, but you've been a veteran. Do you do you uh, look forward to like you know trying to uh, get as many reps as you can, or you just you just wait for your time to be called? Or how do you feel about that situation? Because like what man Josh said, it could it could we don't know at this point. It could be where you're gonna be the bell cow. So are you trying to get as many reps as you can? You pressing coach a little bit? Or are you just being patient? For me, um, I'm I'm just being patient right now, you know. Um, but I always take the same approach every day. Um, whether I'm gonna be the second guy or the first guy, I'm taking the same approach, and I'm gonna be working like the first guy regardless. And um, you know, it's always good for a running back just to get steps to get in there and get your movement going to things. But you know, it's one of those deals for me. Um, I've been around the league a long time, so I know how to go about my business, and you know, the reps that I do count, I make them count. As a veteran player, do you hate this time of year? 
I think one of the most things I hate about training camp for me is um, just having to be away from, you know, being away from home so long. Um, I'm used to being able to go home on all days and things. When I was in Oakland, we were an hour away from where I lived, and so I could drive home on off day. But, you know, this past training camp was the first year uh, that my wife didn't come out, so we was gone a full three weeks and didn't get to see each other and things. So that one was kind of hard. Did you eat any rice pilaf while we were out there? I definitely did. Every damn day they have rice pilaf. <laughs> and then they try to trick you, and then they say it's seasoned rice and just make it a different color. It was funny. Before you came in, we were talking about the, um, with the grilled chicken, the barbecue chicken, the pesto chicken. Uh, it was all the same, just a different name. <laughs> Every way but the best way that you can have chicken fried. It's it's. They have it never, every other way. Never, I think we had chicken strips maybe one night, and that was as close to fried chicken as we got. Maybe you know once. No, we had chicken finger. That's okay. Snack a couple times. Y'all did. We did. They don't give us the good stuff. Should have came around then. I should have. <laughs> I did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the food truck night was awesome, though. Oh yeah, definitely great. Um, you know, like I said, it's something I love about here. Um, they make it fun for you. You know, when I was in Oakland, we were training camp, training camp food, but. You know, um, to be able to go have movie nights with the team, hang out with the guys, and, you know, bring their food trucks from time to time, that's something I feel like a lot of players really enjoy. Yeah, speaking of the guys, we're going to have uh, Rod Smith on while I was waiting on you. <laughs> I got bored and I started talking to Rod. I was like, hey, you want to come on the show tomorrow? He's like, yeah, I'll do it. What's something What's something we can ask him that nobody knows or something that's funny that we can – You ask them why they call him tax man. Tax man? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that going to get us in trouble? No, nah, not at all. Is that going to be one of those questions like I told Josh not to ask? It's going to make you <laughs> no, mad? We have a thing in the running back room um, where we have a fine system just within our own room, whether if you like, if you miss a, if you make a mental error or you fumble the ball. And so I'm actually 350 in the hole right now because I fumbled <laughs> and I had a mental error Saturday night. But And so we have a, a, a fine system set up that we all go about, and Rod is always the one that calls it out. So he keeps he keeps the books. <laughs> he don't keep the books, but he definitely lets you know. <laughs> <that you're laughs> What's it like to see a young guy like him who's kind of played some different roles? Is he a fullback? Is he a running back? He's changing his weight here and there. Came into the league without much fanfare. Is just being like Jalen Smith's brother and. And now, I mean, it looks like he's going to stick around here and, and have some a chance to get some touches in the, in the regular season. No, like I say, I'm, a, I'm around these guys every day just working and stuff, man, and I see what he can do. You know, a lot of people don't don't be at the practice and um, in the individual workouts and things that we have. But, you know, I see the things that he can do, and um, he's definitely a great runner, and um, I feel like he's going to be a good runner in this league also. And I'm, I'm very happy for him that he's been having a great camp, man, and uh, I look forward to seeing him this season. It's tough to find that balance because you want to help each other, but you're also competing against each other for carries. It's you know, for us as running backs, man, it's always going to be a competition. And um, you know, um, but when I came in as a rookie, I had older guys ahead of me, and um, being a high draft pick, you know, I didn't know what to expect coming in. But they took me under their wings, and you know, they showed me the ropes. And you know, I'm the same way, man. I, I, I pick up these young guys, take them under my wings, try to show them the rope. Cause at the end of the day, you know, um, it's not just about having one guy back there can have the ball. You also you have to have other guys that's ready also. So you've talked to us uh, a lot today about how as as you've progressed in the league, you're a veteran, you learn these things like it's better to be boring, stuff like that. We got to ask you about Zeke. Zeke's not lived a boring <laughs> life since he got to Dallas. What's the process for him going to be of, of figuring that out and, and, and how to how to just be available to the, to the team? You know, um, it's just one of those things. I feel like it comes with maturity, man. Uh, he's a young guy. He walked into a great situation and uh, – 
you know, um, Dallas is a great city, and it's a lot to go on and a lot of stuff to get into. And so I just feel like for him, you know, it's just it's just going to take time for him to mature. You know, um, a lot of people, they look at the headlines and things that he get caught up in, but, you know, he's a great guy. He's a great teammate. You know, all the guys love being around him. He's a fun guy to have in the locker room. Who's one guy, pick one defensive guy and one offensive guy that you've been surprised by at camp? Like, who's somebody you're like, okay, wow. You know, my offensive guy, I have to go with uh, Cooper Rush, man. Uh, he's been doing a great job, and I love the things that he's doing out there. And my defensive guy, I'm going to go with Jalen, man, because, um, you know, he, he didn't get to get out there on the field. He hasn't played much ball in the last year and a half or two years. And, you know, just to see the way that he's worked all camp and worked all offseason last year, man, he's been doing a heck of a job. Talk about that a little bit because we, we see it because we're out here with you guys, right? Talk a little bit about how – what a guy, what the kind of guy he is in that locker room, what he is out on the field, and seeing him work as hard as he did to get back to where he's at. Like, how did, how did that affect you guys? You know, um, I, I worked out with him every day last year pretty much because uh, we were both, um, we, we were missing time, you know, and that's when I was dealing with my elbow. But just to see the progression that he made from week one up until the time the season was over, man, I feel like if he was where – I would say about week nine or ten, if he was at that point in week one, he would have played last year. You know, um, just to see him go from being going into his cuts and kind of being softened to him before he break out of it, and then just to see how it turned all the way around for me, just hit his cut and popped out of it, man, it was just great to see. So what would you do this off season? Uh, it was a pretty chill off season for me, actually, man. Like I said, I'm pretty chill. I went on vacation with my wife and kids. We went to Hawaii. I think one of the fun things that we did while we were there, we uh we went shark diving. Um, that was pretty. Mm. Oh, what kind of sharks? Uh, they were Galapagos sharks. I kid you in a cage. Uh -huh. I did that when I went. It was it was it was pretty. And fun. see, like I'm a big shark guy, and I was like, man, this is gonna be so cool. But when it got time to jump in the cage, like I hyperventilated <laughs> a little bit. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, man. But it was cool though. It's funny. It was, it was cool because um yeah, I have a six year old and he's just fearless, man. So we were under the water with the snorkel and looking out and. I can see his leg just dangling outside the cage. I'm like, man, what's wrong with you? That's awesome. Well, man, I know you got to go. You got to get back in that locker room with those other media guys so they can they can have what you uh, got. One more, man. Yeah. So I heard a guy call you last year, Little Rock. Do you go by Little Rock or does he even <laughs> just call the name Little Rock? How how we get into Little you know, Rock, bro? Usually, uh, when people holler Little Rock or something, uh, I feel like it's someone that's from the hometown. Right. And they, they know okay. From Little Rock or. Have some kind of association with Little Rock. Okay, uh -oh, cool. You just yeah. let the cat out of the bag now. Ne <laughs> next game, all you go here, Little Rock, Little Rock. Little Rock. Uh, yeah. What nickname do you get? What, what, Run DMC, D-Mac? Uh, like, what do you go by? Pretty much everything now, man. Run DMC, D-Mac. Um, a lot of people growing up, uh, they always called me D-Dog. So that's one nickname that I always stuck with me. D-Dog. I'm going to call you D-Dog. <laughs> All right. Boy, well, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. Hopefully we can get you on some more during the season once we get going to get you out of that locker room. Definitely. definitely. What, oh, what's it? One, one more thing. When I was in there a while ago, there were like four dudes just sacked out. It looked like nap time in kindergarten. <laughs> they had their heads on like their, their bags. Like, is that a new thing? No, uh, we're still on a training camp schedule. So in training camp, when this time in training camp, we had to go back to the rooms and take Ah. So right now, since we're not – at an official hotel, so then we have to, <laughs> you know, pretty much just count out. Can't when people it, walk yeah. by Shannon's desk, they ask the same question. I've, I've got head down, yeah. About it. Yep. So, all right, man, we'll go take a break. Thanks, D Dog, for hanging out with us. <laughs> appreciate it. All right, man, appreciate it. We, the entertainment loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from ATT. What else do you want, a unicorn? 
Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on direct TV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 direct TV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credit start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Crave Rider. You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Crave Rider. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer near you back, back, back. to hanging with the boys excellent excellent voice work by craig zurich there who knew he was so talented make the switch to tommy john the innovative men's underwear that never rides up i wear it it's worth the hype plus it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Don't I owe somebody... It's a perfect fit for the... Oh, don't I owe somebody some uh, underwear or some t-shirts or something? Douglas? Yeah, me. Yeah, okay. That's going to probably take me about as long to get that as it did for you to get that Duro intro song. (laughs) Well, since that involved you being the middleman, yeah, it could be a while. (laughs) Shut up. Well, boys, what'd you think about that? Old D-Dog in the house. It's going to be interesting. How is this running back situation going to play out? Like, I hope I hope Zeke learns a few things from him. Well, yeah, that's... Handle uh, his business off the field. You know? Yeah, that was interesting to hear him yeah. say he just needs to mature a little bit, which I think we... We all do when we're that. 21 or whatever. I mean, Hell, I, I, I do now, and I'm 44. I think he may have been exaggerating some of the things he got into as a younger guy. I mean, maybe you, maybe you go out and... and, and, and uh, do stuff uh, with the local nightlife more than when you're 22 or 21 than you do when you're 29. But he was never any, there was never any kind of headline about him in Oakland. 
I don't remember right. any, and maybe that speaks to just sort of the spotlight that's on Cowboys players compared to Raiders players, but um, it keeps popping up for Zeke, and and you you would like to to think that um, he can learn something from Darren McFadden, McFadden, uh, <laughs> Alfred Morris, and and any of the other veterans in the room. Yeah, how do you think on the field this is going to play play out? And we'll get to this a little bit later. We'll, we'll recap the game a little bit and see who our you know who our guys were for the game um but one guy that I've been really impressed with the whole preseason in camp has been Rod Smith since day one that's one of the reasons why I want to grab him and get him on the shows because he looked really good in the game Nate what are you seeing on the field from him on tape and then how do you expect do you expect him to move into the number two spot ahead of Alfred Morris or do you expect Alfred to be your number two how do you think this is going to play out that's hard to say because Jason Garrett didn't like the dependable guys who handled the ball so It'll be hard, but, man, he has, from the Hall of Fame game all the way to now, he's ran with the third and whatever guys. And he's found holes in tough situations. He's made plays. We know he can do a little fullback. Uh, he catch the ball. We, we'll see. I mean, he got lost at uh, Ohio State, you know, during a transition period. And, and I don't see how the coach didn't know he was a talent. Because mm -hmm. he is a talent, so we'll see this 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 third game. I like this third game because it not only tells you who the starters are, who we mostly know who the other guys are, but it also tells us who's the backups. Who are they really looking at at the backups? We can talk and speculate, but the backups. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what sort of opportunities Rod Smith gets with the first team uh, this coming this yeah. coming Saturday. Is he going to get as as much of a chance as Alfred Morris? Um, because it, to me, that's that's you know at least at the point when Zeke is eligible, that's a decision they'll have to make. Are we keeping Rod Smith or Alfred Morris? It looks like Rod Smith has has a lot more burst at this point than special in, teams than too. Than Alfred and Morris special does. teams. And Nate, you and I talked yeah. about this yesterday out of practice. Is Rod's been doing all this behind the second and third team offensive line. Right. If you put him out there with the first team, that's going to be really interesting to see what he can do. You know, it's amazing because. And I tell people this, you know, I had a few guys say, man, did you see McFadden? I said, and, I, and I said, man, I love McFadden. I said, I love Alfred Mars. I said, but see what the difference is? When Zeke is in, a lot of those things are touchdowns. <laughs> so, you know, so, uh, and I think Rod Smith has that ability to get to the house. I think Zeke is our first guy, of course, getting to the house. Because touchdowns is what, how you win games. Then I think McFadden, but I think Rod is right behind him for his being able to take that thing to the break, house. Break one. Yeah. And so, I mean, and he's been running behind a not-so-good offensive line, a good offensive line, so his movement, and he's a short yardage guy now. I notice he can, he can get the first down. The year, two years ago, was we, we wasn't staying on the field long enough. We wasn't getting the short yardage downs, and we didn't have nobody to get to the get the home run. Mm -hmm. It was a lot tougher then because you didn't have a quarterback. They have you a quarterback have... now. The defenses are you're 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 seeing it. They're going to have to respect because Dak can just like pick pick apart a defense all the way up and down the field, and so um, that's that's going to open up things for the running game as long as Zeke is out. But you know the. The Colts are probably not as good of a test as as they'll get on Saturday against Oakland, and, and especially in the regular season. It's not going to be as easy as it was against Indianapolis, but 
I think they're going to be they're going to be just fine with with Darren McFadden behind that offensive line. There it's going to it's going to work. I just, I just Josh, I believe I would like to see four or five games in because I've seen what first place schedules do to teams. <laughs> it's not nothing nice when you go from where you were and you explode on the scene. Now you're a hunted guy and you playing against other other guys that can give you what you can give them. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to play teams that uh, can control the football or can get 45, 50 points. So I, I just I'm going to wait and see because when you have Ezekiel Elliott, automatically no first and 10, second and five, I got a possible eight, nine man front. I don't know that now. Right. Do you think that Rod Smith, does, like you've been saying, he's been running behind third-string linemen, but he's also been facing third-string defenses. Right. Has he earned the chance now that we do need to see him with the uh, second-string yeah. second team behind the Just see. first yeah. team, team? I was talking to uh, Will, you know, because when, you know I talked to him once a week and I try to pick his brain, but that's the first thing come up. Kurt is – well, we we, we always uh, aware of who they playing against, but if a guy steps up above what he's playing against, then that allows him, like Cooper Rush yesterday, to run a little bit behind the second team, because he stepped up above the fray. That's all you're trying to do is show people I'm a little bit above the fray. Speaking that that's a, a great segue into this is Cooper Rush st- for the first time took snaps behind the second team. I think Coach said in his press conference again today they're going to see what he's doing, seeing what opportunity, what what comes out of this opportunity. Is it time to throw in the towel on Kellen Moore or and and go in a different direction, or is this just kind of a let's just this guy's shown a little bit, let's give him a little bit more opportunity and and, and work with the second team as opposed to the third team? Yeah, I don't think they're ready to throw it in with Moore. I mean, they still coaches over there still value his experience and, and all that, but Cooper has earned enough. To at least, like Nate said, he's gone above the fray of the third, fourth teamers. He needs a little shot at the second teamers. And it's going to be interesting because he's kind of playing his way into, you know, he may not get moved to the practice squad. If he gets cut, he might be gone. And so he's put himself in an interesting position with this team. That they're going to have a tough decision possibly. Yeah, I'll take you back 10 years. There was a quarterback who had a pretty good preseason and training camp. Who th- they, they thought, no, no, no. Who? who, who sh- shut up and let me get there who they thought they could maybe stow on the practice squad, sneak him through, and nobody would pick him up. And, and that guy was Matt Moore. And yeah. He's still in the league 10 years later, and he started for full seasons, and he's he's like the picturesque backup today. So um, at this point, I don't think that they could sneak him through. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see what he can do with this opportunity. Kellen Moore – you know, disastrous as some some things have been. The fumble was ugly, uh, and, and he's had he's had plenty of issues. But he does kind of they do kind of move the ball. I mean, he can throw it a little bit. Uh, they did. They don't take yeah. big chunks, but it's I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a 450 yard game, and I know this is two seasons ago against Washington, but uh, he's, he's he's done a little something. We have a special guest that just showed up on set. He's going to have to share a mic, him. though. That, that headset's not working. I don't think your headset's working. Can you guys hear me? We can. Yes. 
Scooter Magruder just joined the show. How you doing, Scooter? Living the dream. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing I, here in town? Uh, you you guys will see coming up soon. Ah, that sounds that sounds really shady. <laughs> really does, shady. It does. I can't disclose as of yet, but we're making power moves over here. So Scooter is the guy. If you if you kept up with our social media last year, did the um, how Cowboys fans watch the game that we put out on Facebook and Twitter, and pretty pretty spot on how we as fans watch the game. And and one of the questions that that I get a lot is, uh, are you really a Cowboys fan? I am really a Cowboys fan. Die hard. Day one. I was there from the beginning. Go! 1960. 1960. <laughs> so that would put you at about uh, how old? Uh, not that old. I mean, my dad was a fan. You kind of grow up liking the right. team your dad likes. So that's how I got into that. Yeah, very cool. And, and I kind of saw one of your videos somewhere else that I think you did for uh, Whistle Sports and actually did some research and found out that you were a Cowboys fan because you were freaking out when you uh, – went to and toured the stadium and I reached out to you and I was like, well, since you're really a fan, cause you do these for sec and, and Florida, right? Went to, you went to UF. I did go Gators. Yep. And I uh, reached out to you and that's kind of when we started doing these things together. And, um, we did about six of them last year, the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Yeah. And, uh, we're going to do some more this year and you got some other stuff you're working on with Cowboys and, and other, other things that you'll find out about really soon. So, yeah, that's what that's what he's doing up here. So, Well, guys, I appreciate you guys having me on. I just wanted to say hi to Cowboys Nation, and we're winning the Super Bowl this year. All right. I like it. You heard it there Thanks, first. Scooter. <laughs> Scooter Magruder. And you're going to be in town for a few days, right? Yeah. Okay, so we may have you back on later this week for a little bit longer. All right, appreciate it, man. All Good right, seeing guys. you. What were we talking about? We were talking about Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore and Cooper Rush. I decided Kellen Moore sucks while he's while he while Scooter. <laughs> just like that, huh? Yeah, like I changed that. my mind. Change you know, your mind. It was interesting that out, out of all the people, <laughs> Nate didn't have a whole lot of time for Scooter Magruder. <laughs> nah, because right about you know I'm kind of cowboy. <laughs> he, he, I don't know him, so I let, I let my man handle that. I was wondering, like, <laughs> my mom said, if you ain't got nothing nice to say. What <laughs> What is this blind spot that I have that I don't know who this guy is when he's walking up? Yeah, he's and you're, like, Whoa, you're like, look whoa, who what, it is. What's yeah, no idea. But but nah, you know. There's another one of them. We got to know. We got to know our coaches, and uh, and the, and the head coach and the offensive coordinator. At this time, now Jason can be swayed if if uh, Rush does his thing. He can be swayed, but. He's got to prove to Lanahan that uh, he can do the job. That's who he got. He got to prove that to Lanahan because mm-hmm. Lanahan uh, likes where Kellen Moore is, you know. So that's his that's his kind of yeah. guy, right? Yeah, so you, he likes where he is. So you know, I, I I look, man, and he's a little bit above the fray. So he gets he gets a, he gets a, a bump up this week. Now I've I've been out of the loop compared to you guys out at training camp. And then I was out of the country. Whatever happened to Josh McCallan? He's still here. He's just What's a, he doing? He's a practice arm. Pretty, well, he's been hurt, too. He, he's hurt some. You, you, you know what? I said something ugly the other day, and I'm going to apologize, <laughs> you know, about this kid. I mean, to be in the NFL, you know, I say I called him a, a loser, and that was totally wrong on my part. And so I want to apologize. He's not a loser. This kid has is, is been in the league. He's played. 
Uh, I think he's a winner uh, just by where he's at in, in his life. Mm-hmm. But for is the win-loss record, and that's what I was kind of getting at, He's him and Kellen Moore are the same guys. And I'd rather keep Kellen Moore, let him go about his way, and keep the other kid, Cooper Rush, because you want to continue to improve your team. I think after a while, when you just keep retreads, you get stagnant. Yeah. yeah. You get stagnant. That best guy up and coming don't get a chance to grow. Backup quarterback is a hell of a job, isn't it? Like yeah. those guys that get sort of pinholed as backups early in their career and they're like, well, he can he can hold the clipboard and if he's got to finish out a game, you know, he, he, he knows how to hand it off. Does it have any kind of impact on the other <laughs> like, like Chicago Bears went out and got the guy from the Bucks, and they drafted somebody and all of a sudden this guy finna get $18 million <laughs> But if he loses two games in a row, the rookie comes in. Mm-hmm. Does the does the back this battle for backup quarterback? Does it have any kind of impact, whatever, with the rest of the players? No, no. Uh, you will notice a guy who's doing well, you know. Uh, but unless you do and have do and have the situation that Dak had last year, it doesn't matter. Dak had a perfect situation. Well. Cooper Rush is making his his presence known, but uh, I don't know what day we play the Giants. We'll never hear from him again, bar an injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any. I mean, I remember at one point in Tony Romo's career, early on, there were so many comparisons of him to Brett Favre, and then they were playing Arizona in 2008, and he broke his finger. And I was shocked because I was like, I, I thought he was like Brett Favre. I thought he would never come out. I thought he'd never miss a game. And, and then he's out three games. And just those three games alone where they had to roll out Brad Johnson, it basically kept him out of the playoffs. And so you never know. Any little thing could happen um, to where you don't have one of your most important players. You're most – actually, your very most important player. And and it sort of unravels your season. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I think it actually – tell something that McFadden's out of all the guys he could have picked on the, the offense, that's the guy that, that came to mind and everybody else was going with LC. True. Yeah. Everybody else we talked to. Oh yeah. LC, LC. And, you know, uh I was watching a couple of shows, you know, on TV and while Scooter it, was in here got, tuned completely it, out. It's got TV. to be nice to be a backup quarterback for either the Patriots or the Dallas Cowboys, because you for for a month you're the most talked about thing. <laughs> Your brand's yeah, getting you out got there. superstar status. Uh-huh. I mean Cooper Rush. I mean, you know, like everybody was Taco Charlton and all that. Cooper Rush, you can come up with some names yeah. off of that right there. You know, so I mean, I don't, I don't like talking about backups. In that case, I talk about a backup guard or a backup defensive lineman because they can get in the game and really affect it. Right. But the experiences that I've had since I've not played football, every backup that I've dealt with, it's been a nightmare. Especially here at the Dallas Cowboys, it's yeah. never been. You know, it's the, never been nothing positive. The Colts didn't look very good on Saturday with Scott Tolzien in the game, did they? <laughs> <laughs> the offense was not as crisp. He's been around a little bit, so. Well, you know what? Since you hate talking about backups so much, let's take a break and then let's talk about more backups when we come back. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. 
John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas size deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal in unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products, including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a Men's Health Award winner. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic, just superior skincare. There you are, unprepared again. Shut up, Josh. I'm going to lock you out. You have no keys to this place. You can't get in here unless we let you in. Well, I barely got in the parking lot today. Oh, I can imagine. It looks like tomorrow might be more trouble because I'm not going to have the excuse of it's their first day back. True. I don't have a credential. (laughs) Kurt, tell us a little bit about your Star Magazine. Oh, yes. You can still get it. It's available out here at training camp. It'll get you ready for the season. Got scouting reports on uh, most of the players. It's um, 53 roster cuts are coming soon. We'll give you our projections for that. It's got a nice big feature on Jalen Smith, who, as uh, McFadden said, was one of his surprise guys this year. Yeah. Well, we all do a great job with the magazine. I look forward to it every Wednesday when it arrives. Oh, Thank you, Gil. Poor, poor Gil out there at his mailbox every you Wednesday. <laughs> you can get it here at training camp. You can get it at shop cowboys.com awesome well one of us we'll get into this a little bit later but i one of us um had a very eventful end of the week or weekend this past week and and it it wasn't me but we'll get into who that is later they're teasing that for you stick around it's kind of a big deal (laughs) let's talk about backups and talk about back that awesome tease that you had there Thanks, Josh. <laughs> so I just wanted to get your feed, all of your guys' feedback on on who kind of stood out to you during the game. Um, one or two guys. I think probably one of the most interesting uh, position battles. Nate, we talked about this yesterday. Is, is going to be at wide receiver. You know, Bryce is looking really good. You know, he's actually holding on to the ball this year, um, showing some speed. Of course, Dez looks good. And, you know, the the catch that Dez made, the one thing that stood out to me is it looks like him and Dez have a chemistry yeah. they were working on last year. He threw the, he underthrew the ball through that back shoulder fade, and that's the first time. And, you know, and it wasn't a short pass. It was, what, 20, 30 yards down the field. That, to me, was impressive. 32. But, 32. But I think – 
to me, the most interesting thing is going to be between Andy Jones and Noah Brown because they both look good in camp. Now Andy Jones is 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 dealing with an injury. Noah Brown's a big guy. Um, I think Nick said it on their on their show earlier today. When when you're up in the press box and you're looking down, he's he looks like Dez the way he's built, the way kind of he runs and everything. So I think seeing those two guys and see if they they try to stash you know one or both of them on the practice squad. I, you know, I don't know if they'll make it to the practice squad, but I think that's probably my my thing to watch most this week going into into the game with Oakland. What about you guys? I think Andy Jones is ready, man, but injury. So he, he letting Noah Brown uh, get even with him and probably leaving him. If Noah wouldn't have had the big bobble, you know, that, that it, I mean, that puts him ahead. Because when you're dealing with young guys, especially lower round picks, free agents when you're dealing with them you really looking at performance what can you do how you run your routes can are you mentally ready for this game can you no blown assignments so you you know it ain't like you're first or second or third where you get the opportunity to make all the mistakes when you're a low round they looking at your production and they got a projection of where they think you should be or could be but when you come and uh, exceed that the way Noah has and it took Andy a year, Andy need to come on. That's just, that's just what I think, Josh. Yeah, I mean, you're down to the last receiver spot, so you, you, you've got to go with somebody that can help you this year if you have a couple of injuries, and they have already got one with Ryan Switzer. I mean, they uh, you know assume he's going to be back and ready to go by the first game of the season, but what's his role then if he hasn't had really a training camp or a preseason um, For me, the, the, the ones that I've been, I've been paying close attention to is, is offensive line. Um, what's Chaz Green doing when he gets in the game? What's uh, what's what's Byron Bell doing? The other tackle that started last year when Tyron was was hurt, I, I'm blanked on his Emmett name. Cleary? Emmett Cleary. Mm-mm. I mean, you, you think you think you think that's not going to work out? It's going to have to be Chaz Green to be your you know, swing tackle. I, I would not be very popular with some of the guys that I talk to, but uh, Emmett Cleary. Uh, guys, I'm naming Byron Bell, Emmett Cleary. Uh, Kadeem Edwards, these guys here are truly, to me, spot players. Uh, the best six guys, uh, and that's and I'm including uh, Jonathan Cooper into the best six guys. Uh, I feel better with Looney, and then let Cooper and uh, Green be the other guys because I, I just don't feel comfortable with the other guys now. Burbank number sixty one, he's been playing with the second and third, third and fourth unit. So he, I don't know really how good he is, but he. Sh- I, when I'm looking at offensive line, especially a guy that's been in the league or a guy that's trying to come into the, I look at your fight. What What do you do when you get hit in the mouth for somebody knocking on your behind? Do you come back two or three plays in a row and not only show that your technique sound, but show some roughness back, some meanness back? And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing this with a few of these guys. Is, you there, know? is there any doubts now with uh, Collins? It seems like everybody's happy with what he, where he is now. And, and, you know, Hellman said yesterday, set the offense down. And I'm like, do what you want, but don't set down the left guard and don't set down the right tackle because hey, come Khalil Mack, baby. So now he needs to see this speed. You know, this is not going to make or break Collins, but he needs to see if Khalil Mack is healthy, 
and they gonna play him uh, even a three series. Let him see what a raw dog looked like. That, that, he's special, and uh, he needs to see that. You going back to you talk? You want to see a guy with fight? What if you've got a guy like apparently this skipper guy is kind of a mean dude? But Skipping he, right on to the to the yeah, but he doesn't have the baby. technique that the other guys do. So in that case, he's trying to catch up. Uh, from what I understand from coaches, and what I've been hearing is he mentally there. He mentally knows what to do. But when you're 6'10", and you kind of, you know, he needs some ropes. He needs some extra ropes. He needs to skip <laughs> some rope. He need, you know what I'm saying? He got a lot of work. It would yeah. be almost impossible to play that position at 6'10". Guy, I mean, guys yeah. can just get too low yeah, on you. Trying to yeah. stop a 6'2", 300-pound guy. You've got know. guys coming around the edge on you, mm. and they, they like – turn the corner and, and stay low. You remember how low DeMarcus would get when he's rushing the pass? But he you, can, you can't answer that. He can deal with that at a tackle. But I, I saw him yesterday at a guard. and I The, the football hit him <laughs> in the back of the head coming oh, out of the quarterback's hand? No. Like, <laughs> they did one-on-one pass rush at guard. And the guy was so low on him. To he, you know, he just he, – he, he couldn't – Yeah. He couldn't do nothing because even when he went to punch down, he's, he missed you know, so I'm like, tackle is his position. But they try to play these guys everywhere. Uh, they call it uh, position, position flex. flex. Yeah. But position flex is no good for some people. I, I, not, everybody ain't that guy. So He can feel the punt. That guy. He can feel the punt. He showed that at training camp. They had a drill where they – That'll come in handy. They got to uh, – Lance and all. Yeah, they got to uh, – Walk off. Uh, I think they got an extra hour of curfew if he could field a punt from the jugs. Oh, actually, I think Chris uh, Chris Chris Jones kicked it and about a forty yard punt, and he was able to field it. So maybe that's a maybe that's a fallback position yeah, for him. <laughs> Let's talk, Nate. You were out there with me yesterday. We had a pretty special event that that doesn't happen very often around the organization. Yesterday, where we had. I think 19 of 21 Ring of Honor members yes. that were either here or represented by a family member for the unveiling of the Ring of Honor walk presented by Dr. Pepper. I hope I did that right. Yeah. But it's uh, it's out in the plaza, and it's really a cool deal. If any of you come tour the star or, or come out here at any point, there's they, they place these 21 monuments – kind of through the streets of the plaza out in front of um, Ford Center. Um, Emmett was here. You know, Michael was here. Troy was here. Uh, Bob Lilly was here. You know. Rayfield Wright. Ray everybody. Dorset, Bob Lilly. All the guys. Yeah. Charles Haley. And it was, yes, Stallback. And it, it was really a cool deal. They have a, a mural that's kind of on both sides of one of the streets that that's – kind of depicts all the the ring of honor members and kind of a portrait type deal um and then they were all they all came in and kind of some of them hung out and went to practice and everything um what'd you think about that nate was that you know you know a lot of those yeah, how many did you play with yeah. like you blocked for dorset yeah yeah and they, Emmett. they're just great just great individual people man mm -hmm. uh, love them to death uh community guys like like Mr. Jones said they not only just good football players, they're community guys. Uh, they always are uh, doing great things, are great people. You see them periodically on TV. It, it, you know, quiet. It's kept Roger Staubach got to be one of the richest men in the world, ain't he? 
You know what I'm saying? I tell you what, man, he is in great shape. He's yeah. 75 years old, and, I mean, he's in great shape. Like, he looks like he could almost go out there and – I got a ring of honor question for you. Mm-hmm. You think Jimmy should be in? I'll venture. I hope he is, man. I hope he is because they say it's two ways you can get into either supposedly the ring honor or the Hall of Fame. It's have an immediate impact on the league for a short period of time. I mean, a gigantic impact. Or you can do it through a long period of time, being consistent on a high level. Mm-hmm. Terrell Jimmy. Davis got in, five-year career, two Super Bowls. Jimmy had a five-year career, two Super Bowls. He built y'all's team, whatever credit the other first people level try is, and take. You gotta, Mr. Jones got to find it. But then his uh, one of his decisions is to, to put him in that ring of honor. And then they really will have some some heavy discussions then because not only will you have players fighting for him, you will have Mr. Jones fight for him. You have a whole organization behind you. So that will put some of our local media guys behind him. Is there anybody else that's not in the ring of honor that you think should be in? No, it's an exclusive deal. And I think the, the Joneses have done a great job in who they choose to put in there and what and – what, and what their meaning is. I don't know their criteria of how you get in there or what you need to do besides being a great player. But I think they was the first guys. Mr. Lilly was the first guy ever to be put into a ring of honor, and the Cowboys were the first one to ever have a ring of honor. So, I'd like to see Harvey Martin. Yeah. I'd like to see uh, a number 61 up there. I'd like to see a whole bunch of guys. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, I tell people like this here, you don't worry about it. You just – you you let the process go through. And I know I would like to see Tyron Smith in there. I would like to see uh, Zach Martin in there. And, and people say, well, why, why is that? That means hopefully they've won some Super Bowls. Yep. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm a big Cowboy fan, and people don't – people like, you know, Jay Novich asked me yesterday, what's your ring of honor? I said, to be 10 years old, watch the Cowboys win in 71 or 72 Super Bowl, then – Go to college in 79, 80, and my best friend Tony Hayes is a Cowboy fan. We sit back on his bed in Tallahassee, Florida, and I said, one day, man, we're going to play for them. Then for me to be playing for the Cowboys, career over with, and I'm still dealing with the Dallas Cowboys, I'm in the ring of honor, bro. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too, Mr. Jones. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. So speaking of cool – as we were breaking camp last week, one of the four of us got engaged on vacation. Kurt? Got engaged? Uh, no, long ago. Was it no, you, Kurt? It was not me, no. no. Nate, did, did you get engaged this this? Nah, party? man, nah, nah. Nah, bro, I've been married twice, so engagement been gone. <laughs> and, and I didn't get engaged, so that only leaves one person in this room. Mommy and Daddy, I have trouble, but. <laughs> no, Jeff Sullivan's not here today. Josh, did you? Well, you didn't do Douglas. He's not in this room. He mm. wants to be in this room, but he's not in this room. Douglas? I don't know how badly I really want to be in that room. <laughs> I am married, so it couldn't have been me. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I did get engaged. Congratulations. Atta boy, Josh. I want to apologize to all of our female listener. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel, sorry. All of them, all one of them. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Off the market. You're not. You're no Tony Romo, so she's not interested in you. Yeah. Speaking of, I haven't heard from Rachel in a while since we changed the format. Wonder if she bailed on the show when yeah, Romo was associated now. with we'll us. Hear from her now. 
So tell us a little bit about your vacation. We got a, a couple of minutes here. Vacation and the big event. How did all this go down? Where'd you go? And had a vacation to uh, the Central American nation of Costa Rica, one of the most beautiful and happy places on earth. And uh, did some uh, fishing and seafood eating and uh, imperial drinking. And uh, finally, the last day, we had like a a jungle rainforest tour thing that uh, takes you down and see some waterfalls and so when we got to the uh, the biggest waterfall i um did that thing you do and got down on one knee and uh proposed marriage to a young lady oh man who's a big nice. cowboys fan big jason witten fan really so now when i watch the cowboys i have to root for them because she's there or else i'll get or else i'll get in trouble <laughs> so is this a fairly this is a fairly new relationship right not that new it's been uh, over a year over yeah a year? he's been talking about okay. this relationship for quite I some thought time it was, i thought it was like right at a year so that's things move pretty quick over there with you josh um, he he knew what he wanted i guess guess you know when you meet the one you know huh uh yeah yeah, it, it shouldn't shouldn't take that long, right? So I saw a picture on social media, and your hair was sopping wet. Had yeah. you f- fallen in the pool before you uh, proposed? Is that the waterfall? Did you kneel in the waterfall? Well, there, what, what happened? That was that picture was taken later. The one where okay. the, where the one where the hair looks uh, pristine, uh, like mine. Yeah, like less like yours, more like mine. <laughs> got a lot going on there. I got days. a new hairdo and yeah. a new beard. It's a new yeah. season, new me. <laughs> yeah, you look good. When are you getting engaged uh, to that 19-year-old that you're dating? Never. And I haven't Yikes. been dating anyone for a year, Josh. About the same time it took you to get married. Well, it'll be a long hmm. engagement, so we'll give her oh, time. There we to, we'll give Does both she know of us this? time to change our mind. Yeah, she she's she's the one that decided it'd be longer. Okay. So she before was- you went to Costa Rica, were you up to date on your vaccinations and, and whatnot? No. <laughs> like a pet. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get any shots for malaria or anything else. But uh, I'm here to report that I've I've been feeling kind of sick the last few right. days. Now we're all going to be got sick. that Zika virus. No, I, I'm worried that it's dengue fever. Ooh, that's so you have happen. not had it diagnosed by a professional. Yet. No, this, this is your the, uh, the CDC website says not not to uh, the contagious. No. Oh. Not if it's dengue. If it's something else, then you might be in trouble. Do you have it you like in your body the rest of your life if it's dengue? I don't know. Do you pass it on to your kids? I don't know. The CDC, though, says that only, only if I start to throw up should I see a doctor. Oh, really? So I'll let you know. All right. So, well, congratulations, Josh. <laughs> he went to the vet. I mean, you had vet. <laughs> wow. It's a good thing I'm not neutered. So. Yeah. Congratulations. Does she listen to the show? She has been known to. She when we first started dating, she thought that was really cool, and then she quit caring. Yeah, that wears old news. Really. Oh, that's gonna tell you how the relationship go go. Yeah. <laughs> What's her first already name? already tired of hearing her talk. <laughs> yeah. What's her first name? Oh, wow. <laughs> what Douglas? What's your fiance's first name? Lauren. Congratulations, Lauren. Congratulations, Lauren. You're stuck with him the rest of your life. After two we only years, have him, uh, after two we years, only have we'll him an hour a day. <laughs> after two years, we'll see him as Lauren. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. This has been awesome. Our first day back. We'll be back tomorrow at uh, 1230 with Rod Smith. Thursday, I believe, is up in the air. And as is Friday, I believe. But you get Dak. I don't have that kind of pool, man. He's He's just... Friday, they're not available. Thursday, we, 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 you say we don't know, depending on what. To get Dez. Yeah, the, I think the media schedule in the locker rooms to be determined. So right. we'll figure out if we can get any guys on and what time we're going to go. So we'll How about Zeke? 
We'll be back tomorrow <laughs> at 12.30. Thanks for tuning in. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?